This is Issues 2023. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita Police Chief Joe Sullivan. Welcome to Issues 2023, Chief. Well, good morning, and thank you for inviting me to, on the program. Well, I'd like to start off, if I could, with a little background. Where are you from? Yeah. I know you come from Philadelphia, but is that where you're originally from? Born and bred my entire life. Really? In Philadelphia? Okay. Yeah. Well, when you were growing up, did you always want to be a police officer, or is there something else on your on your vision there? No, I did. My my father was a, a, a non-commissioned employee with the police department, and um, he ran HR, and I just was exposed to, to a lot of police officers, and they used to take me to work, and, I, it, you know, it, it definitely had a huge impression on me. What did you do in school? Were you an athlete, a scholar? How would that work out? Uh, did a little of everything. Uh, you know, um, wasn't a master of anything. Um, you know, I went to work at a, at a very young age. I joined the police department at 19, uh, halfway through college. I, and uh, young people out there finish college and then, and then come and see us. Um, but, um, uh, you know, I just w- was always driven to be a police officer and just grew up with a very strong work ethic. Uh, share your thoughts on 30 years with the police in Philadelphia. I imagine it was uh, 30 years of plenty of interesting experiences, but uh, just generally, what are your feelings about putting in 30 years at Philly? Oh, you you cannot, you know, buy that type of experience uh, to work in a, a big city in a, in a large department like Philly. It's a really unique experience. I mean, I've I've gone to Rome to protect the Pope. Um, I've overseen a, a Democratic National Convention and um, participated in uh, Eagles Victory Parade. On the, and unfortunately, there wasn't one this year. But um, and the NFL Draft um, oversaw so many uh, demonstrations involving thousands of, uh, of people. Um, you know, instituted uh, crime control strategies. Um, some of my fondest memories were as a police officer, a supervisor, and the and the commander of SWAT. I always loved that. I always love being presented with a problem and and having to work together with my team, um, and and with everybody having input, coming up with a solution to a, to a problem and that resulting in in a peaceful resolution. I, I don't think there's anything that I enjoyed more in the job than that. How did you, I would imagine you had pretty good support at home, right? No, absolutely, absolutely. And I have uh, three amazing children, and they're spread out all over the country, unfortunately. Um, but uh, my my son is here in in, uh, in Kansas, so which is great. And I have a brand new grandson who I just spent Easter with, so um, that worked out kind of well. He's a few hours away, but the fact that the, both of us Philly boys ended up in Kansas in the same month and at the end of 2022 is pretty amazing. I'll tell you what, that grandparenting thing is a whole new deal. So I'll just warn you about that. It's great, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll have fun. Hey, moving from Philadelphia to the plains of Kansas seems to me to be a pretty pretty dramatic change. What prompted you to make that move? Well, you know, when you want to be a police chief somewhere and and you want a, a significantly large department like Wichita, you know, you don't get to pick. You, you, you have to look at what opportunities are out there and you evaluate the department, you evaluate the city and you see if that's a department you think you'd like to lead and and that's a place that you'd like to live and and then you submit an application and and you wait for the call 
And um, as you go through the process, you're gathering more information about whether this is really a, a position that you're a good fit for. And and again, whether it's a city that you think you're a good fit for. And I, and I can tell you, I mean, um, never had been to Wichita in my life. And um, there, uh, there, a long time had passed from the applications uh, submission to the phone call, so it took me a minute to, um, you know, re- re- remember the application. And um, but I can tell you this: I, it was a very unique experience. I, I had done a few of these, um, but in, in the initial interviews, I immediately just had a, a, a really just a, a feeling that, you know, I was talking to people that. I could really work with people that, although they might have had some criticisms of the police department, they were constructive criticisms. They they were really interested in moving forward. And, and it just gave me a good feeling. It really got me enthused about the process in a way that I had not been enthused in, in other searches and just felt like, you know, this was a, a place that where um, my experience and talents would be appreciated and there, and people would support me. And, and, and the, you know, the more I read about the department, I was like, it's a, it has a few challenges, but overall, it's a, it's a darn good department. And um, mm. since I've been here, uh, the men and women of the department have demonstrated that to me time and time again, um, and they never cease to amaze me. And that's one of the things I hope to do is to tell that story better moving forward, because people really don't understand the, uh, the amount of fantastic work that gets done at 3 o'clock in the morning when you know the rest of us are all sound asleep. You've been in Wichita for a few weeks. What, what do you think about the community, the community itself, beyond the police department. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, you know, we're going to make a, we're going to make a recruitment video um, to promote the department because recruitment is obviously a huge challenge for me. But one of the things that I told my team was, as a new resident of Wichita, I'm going to I'm telling you right now that video has to not just highlight the department, but it has to highlight the city and the people that make up the city because as someone who's lived somewhere else their entire life, immediately when I the first time I was in this city, from the time I got in the back of the Uber and had I felt like me, me and the Uber driver were best friends by the time we got to the Drury. Um and then I found that everywhere I went within the city, that people are just just very kind, very patient, very engaging. Um, just a great vibe. And, um, you know, I'm honestly not used to that. Um, and again, that just made me more enthusiastic about being successful in the process. And, you know, the cost of living here and the, the, the beautiful city, the culture. Um, yeah, I've really fallen in love with it. Do you have you noticed a, a change in uh, I call it uh, the pace of the community compared to Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, but for me, it's a, it's it's a good pace. I mean, you know, people just are much more patient, um, much more kind. You know, even when I go into stores, people recognize me. And you know, um, <laughs> I was in Bed Bath and Beyond. You know, as in as part of my moving process, and people were uh, you know offering me coupons. I mean, that, I mean that's just the one example of like everywhere I go, people are just just very. Um, kind they're just very helpful they're, they 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 just like to tap you on the shoulder and and they welcome me into the city and thank you for coming and, and then I always say to them well I thank you for giving me the opportunity um but it's been I mean that has been a great experience because it it it, it really is it it's a little um not afraid, a little scary to pick pick your life up and move from everything that you've known and go to someplace completely new to you 
But um, the tr- the, when people ask me about the transition, I, I always say to them, what transition? Uh, um, I couldn't. Th- and, and again, that's why I want that in that video, because people really need to understand not only to, does the Wichita Police Department offer you the opportunity for a great career, but the city offers you an opportunity for a great quality of life for you and for your children. It's highly affordable. You, you, home ownership is a reality. And we're going to target those places where those things don't exist with, with that video and, and, and bring people into the department. I always want to recruit here in the great city of Wichita. I, I want to make sure that you know I will always give preference to Wichitans. But like any police chief today, I've got to cast a very wide net in, in my recruitment strategies um, and, and fill the gaps that now exist within the department. Now let's talk about work. What is, uh, what is job one? What's the top priority that at the top of your priority list, what's there? Well, it's it's recruitment and it's retention. I got to bring new people into the department. I'm about seventy officers short, but I also got to keep the officers I have. I have, uh, you know, the talent that's within this department. You 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 can't put a price tag on it, and and I've got to do my very best to encourage officers to stay here as long as possible. Um, and and remember, you know, people would say, well, well, shouldn't crime be your first priority? You know, I can't effectively address crime problems unless I have the officers to do that. And then training is an issue here. I think we've done some great things thus far. We've instituted pre-promotional training where we're we're, uh, um, accelerating CIT training and moving along with CNT training, um, bringing the ICAT de-escalation system um, and the active bystander for law law enforcement and ethical policing is courageous training. Um, And also we're doing a lot in terms of leadership training, just making sure we have ongoing training and also training that will follow an officer as he or she rises through the ranks so that they are prepared to take on greater levels of responsibility. And then, of course, community engagement and trust building. Um, I've got to have the right officers. I've got to train them properly. And I've got to make sure that we are engaging with the community, that we are building relationships, we are building trust. Because, again, I can't be successful in addressing crime unless I have the support of the community. And then violent crime reduction, now, all, all forms of crime reduction, but uh, I prioritize violent and and then property crime because uh, we're doing a good job with the violent crime right now. Um, I'm really proud of uh, the work uh, that my folks are doing, uh, but, but but property crime is becoming an issue and, and we're putting together a strategy to address that. And of course, making sure that we're keeping up with positive reform measures with um, consistent with best practices of, of our of our industry. How often will you or do you meet with the city manager? Uh, we meet on a regular basis. Okay. Uh, we, you know, at least weekly. It's great communication there and I have great support. Um, I'm very grateful for the support of uh, the city manager, the assistant city manager, council, uh, the mayor, uh, everyone has been very welcoming to me and, and very supportive of me. And I, I try to make sure that I am I do a good job of communicating um, with them um, what's going on within the department. You're listening to Issues 2023 on the Odyssey radio stations. Our guest is Wichita Police Chief Joe Sullivan. Have you met or will you meet with the Citizens Review Board? Oh, I have. I've, I've addressed them uh, on multiple occasions, and I make sure that I have uh, Captain um, Easter is their their full time liaison. I think he does a phenomenal job of making sure that they have the materials that they need 
so they can do the job they do. In fact, they made a recommendation to me that we had several, several of our policies that were not available to the public on our website, and they asked me to take a look at that. And I, and I think as many as a dozen of those policies we we, we, we are now available. So um, I'm very open to any recommendations that they have for me. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly take a look at, at, at anything they suggest or or want me to look at, and um, and I appreciate the work that they do. You know, this uh, Jensen Hughes report just got a lot of attention. I, I mm-hmm. have it. I confess, I haven't read it. One hundred twenty-three pages, unless it's got some very good photos. I but anyway, uh, have you looked at it? What do you think about that? The Jensen Hughes report. I I, I liked it, um, and I'll tell you, I. See, for me, it was good because it affirmed a lot of the the, the things that I've been uh, – the suggestions that I've made, the observations that I've made since I've gotten here. So I thought that it was a very positive uh, report. Um, it gives me support in the things that I'm trying to do. Um, it gives me some new ideas and, and, and also gives me uh, – you know, they spoke to our officers and um, really got how they're, they're feeling um, within yeah. the department and that's that information is is very important to me as I set my priorities and I make sure that um, I'm doing a good good job of communicating with my officers and taking actions to improve their morale to make it a a, a more um, labor friendly place and 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 that they know that I'm aware of their concerns and I'm addressing them. Tell us about uh, diversity and inclusion at WPD. What is that? Yeah, it's difficult right now. Um, it's very important to us. Um, I'm making sure that in in terms of training, in terms of um, transfers, promotions, that we're keeping that in mind. Uh, I'm putting together a diversity, equity, inclusion board to advise me on those matters, to make sure I'm meeting with the different groups of officers that make up the department. Um, so I'm getting in, input th- um, throughout the department. We just got a, a new HR director, Jason Hood. I, I think he's phenomenal. So with his expertise, and, and, and based on some of the information um, that was gleaned from the Jensen News report, we're looking at the hiring process. We're looking at every step in the hiring process to make sure that the, the process is a fair one, that there's no inherent bias, that all the requirements in the, in the hiring process are relevant to the job. And we're making sure that we administer the process in a much more efficient manner so that we can accommodate people from out of town and out of state who need to come in and do things on get through multiple steps in the process on the weekend because they they just can't afford to take off from work so um we're looking at um the the together we're looking at the promotional process to and and comparing that to other cities of comparable sizes and the steps in the process as well as the, the the manner in which transfers are, are done, so we're, we're we're looking at all of those issues. But as far as hiring goes, it's a real challenge right now. I mean, the class we have in the academy now, I, I'd be the first to say, is is not diverse. Um, so we know we have a lot of work to do, and that is a priority to me. Tell me about uh, what what are your thoughts on community policing? Uh, community policing is. Community policing is good policing. I mean, to be quite honest with you, you know, community policing was something that I did many years ago when I started on this job. When, you know, when when, when there were a, a sufficient number of officers that I was able to patrol um, a relatively small sector, and that enabled me to get to know 
the the children that lived on my sector, the the store owners, uh, members of the faith-based community. But the most important thing to me with, with community policing is, yes, we have community policing teams out there, and they do a great job, and I'm very appreciative of the work they do. But I keep trying. I, I keep making sure that I drive down the message within the department that community policing is the responsibility of every single member of this department, both commissioned and non-commissioned, regardless of your rank, regardless of your assignment. That includes me. That includes everyone. And 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 why I say that is your perception. I mean, I I'm just blown away by some of the great. Um, programs that I've, I've seen the community policing team administer here, shop with a cop. I was given out Halloween candy at Halloween when I wasn't even the chief yet. I, I mean, it just blows me away. Um, and it's, it far, it far exceeds, uh, you know, what, 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 what I saw in Philadelphia. But if the, if, if, if the detective you talk to when you're a victim of a crime, if the officer taking your auto accident report or has come to your house to take your burglary report doesn't treat you in a respectful uh, manner, doesn't act in a professional way, doesn't show concern, that's the perception that you're left of, uh, of the WPD. So that's why it's important to me that everybody understands, yes, we have people that focus on that full time, but it's a responsibility that, that all of us um, have to burden, uh, have to bear. I'm sorry, and that and, and and that we should be mindful of that in our everyday interactions with the public, because you know we're there at their worst day, and we have to make sure that we, that we're on our best. We're on our best when when they're having their worst day, and that we're providing them uh, support and showing them that the empathy and that, that that we truly care, and that we show the same standard of of. F- empathy and professionalism in, in every neighborhood throughout the city. What are the character traits that make for a good police officer? Well, I think that's right off the bat, a- a- empathy. You certainly have to be someone that um, is able to um, empathize with other people. Um, you obviously have to be someone that uh, you certainly have to be brave. Um, you, you have to be a good problem solver. You have to be a good communicator. But you have to be open-minded, and and that's really important. And you know, we don't. We all come into this job with different life experiences, and and cultural experience, cultural backgrounds, and we have to be open to understanding of the experiences of people that grew up in different neighborhoods, grew up um, with different interactions with the police, and and be be willing to learn and to understand why some people are mistrustful of the police that there's a good reason for it and that and, and that was why we went uh with the recruits to, to black wall street that's just but one example of what we're doing to, to try to enhance their uh cultural competency um so and cultural awareness so you, you have to be someone that's open-minded and as i said a good communicator but um this is a dangerous job i mean you have to be brave we we saw what happened in in, in nashville and we see what's what's happening around the country you may be asked to run into a situation like that um and you have to do it if, if you take the oath um but but you, you you certainly have to be emotionally intelligent so that you're in in control of your emotions so you don't um act out and you know i'll, I'll go back to yeah, the the murder in Memphis. Um, you know, and and one of the things that we do is, you know, we don't shy away from those videos when of of 
bad behavior demonstrated by police officers. We make sure that we show those videos at roll calls and we show them to our recruits in the academy. And, and we make sure that we address those issues head on and, and make them understand. We also, we, we, we showed the the video of the, the Nashville Metro officers when they ran into that active shooter situation and negated the threat without any hesitation. And, and, and we're very clear with our rookies that this is what you're expected to do. Uh, and if this is not what you think you're capable of doing, then it's time for us to part ways because uh, I would rather work work shorthanded than um, than have officers that you know either either were not respectful of the community or were not prepared to do what it takes to protect the community. Chief, how do you describe your management style? I'd like to say inclusive. You know, and, and um, we start the day every morning with a. Uh, a phone, a citywide phone call. Um, we talk about everything that's happened, and since we left work the day before, and and what we anticipate for the next 24 hours, and make sure we have plans in place. I like I like everyone and all the, all my commanders and, and and other critical supervisors to be on that call. Uh, I encourage my my commanders to share that information with their supervisors and officers on the street. Um, we we have a, a weekly. Uh, Gun, gun violence meeting that's followed up with a with a weekly comstat meeting i try to put out chief notes as much as possible i make all my critical decisions with, with my exec together with my executive staff so i i think uh, in, in inclusive is is very important you know the way that i resolve critical incidents on the, on the street uh, what, what was through that team approach by making sure that before i took any decisive action i i, I had the input and the um and the agreement of every member of my team. Uh, I, I think you're much more effective when you do that. I'm very mindful of the fact that I'm, I'm only uh, a member of this community for four months. So um, I always factor that into my decisions and make sure that, you know, my, my executives and my commanders, sometimes my officers, um, that, that I get their input and, and I get their perspective as lifelong residents of this great city before I, I, I make any large decisions. What's the biggest challenge you have in your in your job so far, you think? Well, I mean, it's it's definitely the the, the manpower situation. Oh yeah, um, okay. yeah. There's so many things that I would like to do, so many things people ask me to do, and I, you know, I, it 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 breaks my heart to to say that I I wish I could, but I just can't. You know, we have to do the we we have to focus on the on on our most basic critical functions, which is responding to emergencies in a timely fashion. I have to make sure that I'm doing that. And and then I, the other things, you know, that I'd like to do and specialized units, I'd like to create or expansion of community policing programs. Um, you know, all of that is, is hampered by the fact that we just don't have enough officers on the street right now. And my, my officers out there on, the, on working the beats are, are truly are, you know, they're, they're running from one nine one one call to another. And, um, it, it, it's, it's a toll. I mean, and, and, and I know that, and that's why, you know, I work a lot of hours every day because, uh, you know, I, I, I want to solve these problems and I, and, and I want to give them the opportunity to, to be able to out, be out there doing proactive patrol and, and, and give them an opportunity to uh, spend time interacting with the community. And, and right now that, you know, for, for the majority of their tour, that's just not, not, not a reality. Chief, thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning. We appreciate it. And our guest, My pleasure. Wichita Police Chief Joe Sullivan. That's all for this edition of Issues 2023. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.